Welcome to the Brave Enough Podcast. Grab some coffee, sit back, or enjoy your drive, and let's get authentic, real, and into the good stuff. I'm your host, Dr. Sasha Shilkut, and I'm so excited to hang out with you today, where we're going to talk about life and work and all the messy stuff in between. So get ready. In episode 31, Sasha interviews successful healthcare executive and podcast host, Jennifer Connect. Now here's your host, Dr. Sasha Shilkut. Welcome to the Brave Enough Show. This is your host, Sasha Shilkut, and I have a super awesome guest on today that all of you women are absolutely going to love and be inspired when you hear her talk. First, I want to answer a question as I normally do from the audience. This is actually me answering about 100 questions, which are all the same, which somewhere start out with what are you wearing today on your Insta feed and what is that dress? And <laughs> I have been getting this, this question for about two and a half years and I've I've responded to every single one and then I recognized that that was not an efficient use of my time. So what I have done is on becomebraveenough.com, I have created a Sasha's Amazon pick list. And these are affiliate links that you can go to and click on and see what I'm wearing. So if you see something on Instagram or on Facebook and I'm wearing it and you're wondering like, where did I get this? Head on over to becomebraveenough.com and you can click on this page and find out exactly what I am wearing. And if you know me, you know that I love shoes and purses and I love expensive bags. This is my downfall in life, but I don't spend a lot of money on clothes because I think that accessories make the woman. So everything on there is probably under $40 in reality and very affordable. But without further ado, let's welcome Jennifer Connect to the show. Ah, Sasha, I'm so excited to be here. And your heart makes your heart about clothing and accessories and everything makes me very, very happy and warm. <laughs> I'm going to have to shop on becomebraveenough.com for sure. <laughs> well, thank you. I want to say how excited I am to have you because I want our listeners to understand that I met you at a time where I was in a really dark place and you did not know me at all. And I cold called you and said, Hey, can we meet? Because a friend suggested that I reach out to you as a woman who was a very successful entrepreneur and executive and had a very successful day job, but also was brave enough to form a company and a brand and a passion around something completely different than what you do during the day, which was so inspiring to me. And you just took the time out of your busy schedule to meet with me and encourage me. And I was a total stranger to you. So that's why I wanted you to be on the show today, because I know your heart and I know how authentic you are. And I'm just super excited to have you. Oh, Sasha, that's so incredibly kind of you. So warm of you. And I remember walking away from our very first conversation together and thinking to myself, oh my goodness, I found, I found another one of my people. She's amazing. <laughs> She's passionate and exciting and super intelligent. And I just, yes, it was, it, it's been a ball knowing you. You've been certainly a big blessing in my life for sure. Well, tell us about Jennifer. I know you are a fellow Midwestern girl and I know you grew up here in the Midwest and you have a killer work ethic and you, you know, everything you do is, is, you know, a 10 out of 10, but tell us how you got to where you are now. Well, my life's taken like everybody's kind of an interesting twist and turns. And I can certainly tell you along the way, almost every single second of the day, 
probably since I graduated from college, I've thinking to myself, what is my life purpose? Like, I really want to make a major impact and a major ripple in the world. And I definitely have. Um, I grew up on a farm in way western Nebraska, so certainly have a lot of good work ethic wired into me. I work hard. I have no problem with rolling up my sleeves and doing whatever needs to get done. So I know that's how I've grown my career. And I I do love my career and I sometimes I walk away and I bet you do the same thing and I bet all your listeners do as well. You walk away and you're like, wow, I just killed it today. And sometimes I walk away and I'm like, oh man, why did I take that meeting in that direction? And (laughs) (laughs) why did we do that? Like, why? Why why am I more intelligent than that? So I have I had this funny little girl mean, sometimes mean, sometimes nice girl voice in my head, just running all the time. But this voice led me to um really my my big passion which was I want to deeply impact people's lives and certainly in my in my day job doing it all the time I mean getting to make lots of decisions and helping people move people forward and teams forward and navigating through crises and navigating through successes and all that fun stuff but then I'm like but me as an individual what what am I as an individual so I went I I had my own sort of dark journey and then out of that created a podcast, which was my voice to be able to share with the world some really interesting, different things with women to help them succeed in their career or their life or whatever. And that journey took me on a little bit of twists and turns. Uh, I launched Food Success in Life for the Modern Woman about four years ago, the podcast, and it's been amazing and super successful. And I have had all sorts of interesting people on from all over the world talking about all different things that have to do with being successful as a woman. And then I stumbled into my own sort of dark times uh, in my in my relationship. I love, love, love my husband. He's fantastic. But we were both type A, wired type A individuals who were doing really well at work. Uh, he owns his own company. So he's wired like an entrepreneur is wired. And I was doing my thing, uh, growing up the corporate ladder. And we just sort of sat down one day and we're like, this is not the way we want life to be. This is not how we want it to be. We have our own sort of dark patch. So we went on our journey and discovered how you can truly create a soul connection with another human being that's either very much alike or very much different than you. And uh, out of that, then through my podcast, I launched uh, an online boot camp, which has been awesome and very rewarding and successful for women to balance their relationship and reignite their relationship with their husband, as well as keep having amazing kick-ass careers. So that took me to the next level of my journey, which is where we are today. And uh, we're just getting ready to launch another really exciting, super exciting, actually, boot camp program that's going to be all about how you can have it all, all at the same time, really, truly without having to sacrifice and no balance is not real, but you can still have it all, all at the same time. If you orchestrate things successfully in your life. Um, one of the biggest challenges that I found in helping team members move forward and helping women to break through barriers, is just that like we tend to, we tend to fall hard and, changing ourselves is a very, very difficult thing for us. You have to be really dedicated. I mean, just looking at this, the funny thing, right? The funny thing that we joke about, but which haunts 
lots of us is that last 10 pounds, right? Mm -hmm. Like you could lose it, get it back. Maybe you get 15, maybe you lose it again and you get 17 pounds back and you're just like hitting your category against the wall. Why? I'm super successful in every other Mm -hmm. spot in my life, but I keep getting pulled back to these last silly number of pounds that just seem to haunt me. Why is that? Why can't I change through that? Why can't I break through that? And I think uh, we've discovered that and I'm super excited about how we how we can help women through those types of scenarios. So you your I love I love all this. I want to unpack so many things. <laughs> so your uh, podcast is wildly successful. I mean, I it, it's like I don't even know how many you pr- you probably know how many thousands of subscribers you have. Yes, but you've yes, been yes. doing this for a long time. I mean, four years. That's a that's a significant amount of work that you have poured into this. How did you wake up one day as this you know climbing the corporate ladder, super successful um, healthcare executive, and go you know. I think I'm going to create a podcast and a book and maybe some courses for women and health and, and helping them get, you know, success and, and their health back and, and even relationships. Like, how did you make that transition? Like, did you, what were those? I'm sure, I am sure that there were times where you were having, you know, an ongoing dialogue (laughs) with yourself and conversation with yourself. Like, do I do this? Do I not do this? Do I do this? Do I not do this? Or, you know, talk to us about that. Well, I'm, I'm a quick decision maker. And then I tend to second question, second guess myself after I make the decision. But I decided I'm like, I I started listening to podcasts and I decided really, I can completely do this. And I love, (laughs) I, I absolutely love the opportunity to connect with other intelligent people and hear their stories and learn more about, you know, what it is that they have to share with the world. And I'm definitely a learner by nature. So if there's a challenge or a problem that I don't totally understand. I'm going to find my trusty old audible app and I'm going to order 70 books on the topic and like <laughs> listen to them, binge listen as fast as I can as I'm driving around and running. So <laughs> that's, that's really how I, how I got started. So I was, I, I, somehow I got, I, I honestly can't tell you how I got cued into the idea of podcasting, but it, it just popped into my mind and I, I listened for a while. I observed for a while. And I'm like, oh, I can completely do that. And I'm going to do that better. And I felt so deeply passionate about what I wanted to share with other amazing, intelligent women who I know are going through many of the same things I'm going through. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're all struggling with the positive and the negative voice in our head. We're all struggling with you know, sometimes we have a great day. Sometimes we don't have a great day. And then it tends to swirl on our heads over and over and over again. If we, ha- we don't have a great day, we're all struggling with the imposter syndrome and those types of things that maybe it pops up every once in a while and kind of puts ugly head over the top of what you're doing. And we don't have to be that way. We, we really can have a great, happy, joyful journey, not just an, a destination point. And one day I woke up and I'm like, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to help women discover that amazing journey and really get through some of this gunk that we all have dragging us back. The chains that just keep holding us back. How do we unlock those? How do we get through that? Yeah. And I love that, that you talk about that head on because I think so many people hear the word inspiration and they think, like sunshine, rainbows and rah, rah. And we're all going to (laughs) like sit in a circle and hold hands. And, and the truth of the matter is that hard is normal. Like life is really hard sometimes. And not every day is a top 10 day. And not every day do you make great decisions. And do you make decisions that 
move you closer towards your goals, right? Like there's some days that you actually take five steps back and you know you're taking them back. And then it's the beating yourself up later for it and thinking, you know, wait a minute, something's wrong with me because I had a bad day. Maybe that's actually you know, that nothing's wrong with you. Like I always want to tell people like when you're having bad feelings or when you're feeling bad emotions, it's okay. It actually doesn't mean that something's wrong with you or you're missing something. But I think so many times, especially as women, we want to project, we have to project just for survival, this very tough exterior. We have it all together. We're always going to smile no matter what comes our way. We're going to handle it. And I'm not saying that we should be negative, but I think that we often think, think that when we have experienced trials or tribulations that something must be wrong with us. Like we, we aren't strong enough or we aren't smart enough when the reality is that's just life, you know, and, and, and it's really hard to move through life without in a positive going forward. If you don't say to yourself, like, okay, I'm going to have some bad days. It doesn't mean anything is wrong with me. I'm going to lose my temper. Sometimes it actually means I'm normal. Uh Uh-huh. You know, you're, you're absolutely right. It, it's a funny thing. Perfectionism is a funny thing that I think many women struggle with. And, and some of it, it has been put on us by society, by well-meaning people when we were younger, you know, maybe we were taught to be polite little girls when we were growing up and that kind of just carried into and perpetuated into us needing to be perfect all the time or having a perfect face in front of all of our friends and that sort of thing. When really there's a lot going on, there's a lot going on behind, behind the eyes. And that's the most important part, the part that's going on in your mind, this journey, this four-year journey, um, with food success in life really has led me to the point that I'm at right now, which is, uh, I've spent the last, the better part of probably more than 18 months really digging into the power of our mind and the laws of our mind. And I'd love to share, I'd love to share with your listeners, the three laws that I truly think can have a meaningful, deep impact. If you learn them and start to apply and understand them in your life, that this is where we are today. Like the three laws of the mind that just truly can unlock whatever it is you want in life. Oh, I love this. Please share. I I love learning things. So right now, what I am picturing when I want to (laughs) share this with our listeners, I have this year, I have just really felt like I'm a very spiritual person. Uh, People know that about me. And I have Mm -hmm. felt that God has just called me to just stand with my hand open. And that means when someone has a, a word of wisdom for me, not to come like at it from a place of, well, what are they trying to tell me? Are they trying to criticize me because they think I need to know something? Are they going to tell me I'm doing something wrong? Are they telling me this? Just stand with your hands open and receive the wisdom. So I'm standing here, girl. My hands are open. So teach me, (laughs) teach us. Well, outstanding. I want to, yes, that's fantastic. Well, law number one, which is a crazy law, but if you think about it, it's pretty incredible. And I, I am a person wired like you. My heart is very much like yours. I all of this has been an interesting and very deeply spiritual journey for me as well. So I've been working um, the last four years with food success in life. It's been super fun and, and really interesting. But law number one, your mind is like a puppy dog. So it does exactly what it thinks you want and is in your best interest. And so when I talk about your mind, I'm talking about your subconscious, which is ultimately something that you don't consciously think about. It's not the thoughts you're consciously thinking, but it's it's what keeps everything running for you. So think about it. You You don't your heart just beats because God gave you a heart. It just beats subconsciously. It's all running there. But 
the funny thing about your mind being like a puppy dog and doing exactly what it thinks you want and what is in your best interest is that if you give it conflicting thoughts along the way, it will hold on to the negative because we were wired for protection. The mind is there to protect your body ultimately. So it's looking for protection. And the minute you give it a negative thought, it goes to that. And pretty soon you see that show up in your life. So the funny example, and this actually has truly happened. I gave, um, was sharing this with my team about a year ago. And <laughs> six months later, one of, one of my sales team members came up to me and said, Hey, I got to tell you, this is crazy. So she was, uh, she was driving to work and she was thinking to herself, I, I really, I really can't do this. Like I'm done. I just, I cannot do this. I am overwhelmed. I'm, I don't know how I'm going to get all this stuff done. I just need a day off. All I could use is a day off. Well, what do you know? Her car blew a front tire. She's having all these thoughts in her heads and pretty soon her car blows a front tire. <laughs> right? That there's nothing she, there's nothing more obvious than that, right? <laughs> it really truly there's not. Stopping you. She came back to me and she said, "You know what, Jennifer? I think I actually really need to start thinking about that next time I have these thoughts." The funny thing is, so if you start telling it negative things, you start telling your mind negative things, it will give you those things. If you're thinking, "I need a day off." I've had so many times our, my team members coming up to me saying, "I'm sick. I'm not feeling well." And I'm like, "Really? Well, what's been going on?" They're like, "Oh, I'm totally overwhelmed. I have this going on in my life." And I this to go on in life. And I think I'm going to have to stay home tomorrow because I'm sick. Well, what do you know? Your mind is giving you all of what you need, what it thinks you need and what you've asked it for, which is that day off. It's crazy. Yeah. And isn't it crazy too, how people can perceive, I mean, that kind of talks to how, how it comes across one, people can listen to someone say something and they're hearing what they want to hear, what their mind is telling them. They, their mind is telling them what they think they want to hear from that. And it, it could be totally opposite, right? That is exactly true. And, and funny. So that's law number two, which is exactly, it's, it's static precisely. So your mind, every, everything that you experience in life is because of the pictures that you create and the words that you tell yourself. Mm-hmm. So if you think about, if you really think about that, Here's a fun little exercise. This is a good way to demonstrate it. So if you're driving, well, use your other hand and you won't, you won't cause a car wreck. Hopefully if you're driving along, listening to this, but if you're standing somewhere and listening to this, you're running and listening to this, it's a great exercise to try. I want you to picture in your mind that you've got a gigantic, beautiful, juicy lemon in your, in your hand. Now it's sliced in half. Take a big whiff of that, like that beautiful, like robust, citrusy smell. It's nice and springy, nice and clean smelling. Now take that half a lemon and I want you to picture just shoving the whole thing in your mouth. What happened to you? What happened immediately then when you did that? Yeah. Tell me, did you, I, I, I would guarantee probably some of us because our minds are wired like this, right? Our minds are like, Ooh, we, we puckered up a little bit. Maybe we got a little bit of saliva because the saliva is saying, Oh, we got to get that acid off of our teeth. That's very bad for teeth, tooth enamel. We have to get an acid out of your mouth. I guarantee you that you had a couple of those like little sensations yeah, in your body right. right there. Right. Right. All because of the pictures that you created and the words that you told yourself. That's right. cool. That it's crazy. Cool. And it's so true. Now, now here's the fun little trick and it's a trick or a tool I call script. So 
we at any point in time in any situation, even in the most stressful situations, you can rewrite the script. You can choose to rewrite it at any moment. So the pictures and the words that you have in your mind, you've conjured. All you have to do is rewrite it to make it the way you want it to be. Yeah, that it's cool that I actually have a good friend who has done a lot of mindfulness work and, you know, she is, she's always saying like, okay, let's like reframe that thought. And I, I laugh because sometimes I'm just talking to her like as a friend and she's like going it, she goes into coaching mode and she'll be like, okay, let's reframe that. But it really, it's true. Um, and I think it's why it really, it, you know, your perspective and your mindset is so important because you then affect people around you with that mindset. You know, you can be like, especially in medicine where things don't go smooth and you have to be prepared to go Mm -hmm. a totally different direction. If you come into a scenario with a specific fixed mindset of like, this is, this isn't going to go well, I don't have a good team today. You know, I don't have what I need today. I'm already stressed. Like what people don't recognize, I think often is that they project that then onto everyone around, (laughs) around them. Mm -hmm. And then it becomes like, not just your mindset, but it becomes everyone else's mindset that they have to, that, that, that they have to be like, okay, I have to resist her negativity that she's projecting onto me. Right. And so I always tell people like, you know, just, just bring an open mindset and and a positive mindset when you go into things, even if you know, it's going to be bad. Like, even if it's a, if it's not a great scenario in medicine, bring a positive mindset because it's, it will affect the team. It will affect everybody around you. I love that. So what's the, our third law? You're absolutely, you're absolutely right, Sasha. I, I, I love that you're applying it like that. And think about email. How often we do that in an email. Maybe we get an email that just sends us into like whirling in some way. And the person sending the email had absolutely not a thought of the intention in the way in right. which you read it. Yes. Uh, and that's all clouded by whatever's going on in your mind and you projecting that onto the way in which you read that e- or interpret yes, that email. Yes. It happens all the time. Yes. And I think that like, I read something once and I laughed out loud that it said like a sign of maturity is the backspace on your email. Yes. <laughs> like yes. how many times do you like react to something and you start like writing this like really like, you know, tort response. And then all of a sudden you're like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I've, I haven't eaten in six hours. I'm super stressed. <laughs> I'm just coming out of a long day. And then you just hit the backspace and you're like, thank Absolutely. you. Thank you for your comments. <laughs> and and how many times have you had a physical reaction to an email? I mean, yeah. I have, I've had oh, like a, yeah. an immediate like physical reaction to an email. And then I'm like, wait a second, <laughs> I'm, the, I'm choosing to read it like this. <laughs> yes. Yes. This That's so true. That is so true. <laughs> right. Yeah. These things, they're simple, but they're so extraordinary when you really start to apply them. So so law number three, and th- this is the big one. This is the one that, um, uh, this is the thing that that really has stumped me. And I'm, I'm excited because I think there are easier ways to unlock this p- piece of it. So the mind absolutely craves the familiar and very much dislikes the unfamiliar. So if you want to be successful, to be successful in anything, which requires you to make a little change, you have to make the unfamiliar familiar and let go of the familiar. Ooh, that's really powerful. 
It's extremely powerful and it's extremely difficult. And it is the reason why those last 15 pounds keep creeping back on. Just think about all these things we've just applied or we've just, we've just talked through. So like we do, and I'm just like anybody else, but weight's an easy thing that we can all see go up and down on the scale. So you go up 10 pounds, you're like, okay, I need to lose the weight. You lose the, t- you lose the 10 pounds successfully, maybe even more, maybe you lose 15. So even more successful. You're like, that's awesome. Then you let go a little bit. You're like, oh, I want to celebrate. I just did a really good job. So maybe we go buy shoes and, and bags. That's awesome. That would be a good way to do it. <laughs> or maybe, or maybe we enjoy one extra cosmopolitan or an extra cookie, or maybe we sneak a pizza, a couple pieces of pizza or whatever it is. What we were just trying to make unfamiliar to us, we go right back to Mm. and then slide back into familiar faster than you could blink. Yeah. And that's just a really easy, basic example of, of that. But the key, the key to unlocking lasting change and really truly up loving up loving every aspect of your life is that you have to make the unfamiliar familiar and I the familiar that. unfamiliar. I love that. I love that. I love that. Um because yeah. it's so it's so applicable to so many things. Um whether it's a job change, whether it's getting healthy in a specific aspect of your life, uh whether mm-hmm. it's being alone because but getting out of a bad relationship that you know isn't isn't good, yes. but you yes. have an immense fear of being alone. You know, I talk to so many women who are in really unhealthy relationships, but the fear mm-hmm. of being alone is just which is unfamiliar is just terrifying. And, and, um, I I think that that's, it's so true to, to, and I think that this also plays into confidence because so many times we think that, um, we think that like when we are confident, then we will do X, Mm -hmm. but we will embrace the unfamiliar. Like if we were just more confident than we could embrace the unfamiliar, but confidence actually comes when we do embrace the familiar, when we're scared and do it anyway, that's where confidence comes from. It comes from action. You know, it doesn't come from like, it's not like we were born and they're like, Oh, Jennifer, here's your scoop of confidence for life. Oh, Sasha, you get this much, you know, (laughs) but I think people think that like, they're like, Oh, Sasha, you're just really confident. So you can do all those things. I'm like, no, 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 no. Like I'm terrified half the time to do what I'm doing. I'm scared to do this podcast today. I mean, I'm like, like, what am, how, what am I going to say today that's going to bring, <laughs> that anyone's going to want to listen to? But you get confident when you actually take action, not from, you know, someone so, from success. And I think people think that. I think people think, well, if I'm successful, then I'll be more confident. But you will only really have success when you embrace the unfamiliar is what you're saying, correct? That is exactly right. And and here's the thing. Um Actually, if we have, if do you have time for another quick story, because I have a really yeah compelling story. Uh, so I, I have a very good friend who's a psychologist, and she lives in California. And so she's done all all sorts of interesting work. And regarding the whole topic of of confidence, I fully agree with you. And I I actually think that confidence and the idea that I am enough, I am not enough in some aspect, is one of the greatest, if not the greatest, ailment that we have affecting modern day society in general. And and let me tell you this story to illustrate what I mean by that. So uh, this 
she, she's a really neat lady, this psychologist friend of mine. So she had a client uh, and it has been working with stars, celebrities up and down the West Coast her entire career, pretty much. And she had one client that she was working on and she got called in by the studio because he was threatening to walk off the set of one of their one of their shows. And they really wanted him to be on the show because he's he's a really big, really big celebrity. And so she got called in. She's like, okay, no big deal. So she drives a nice, like a, a, a nice little BMW, loves her car, this sort of thing. Well, the, the exact that called him in, called her in said, Hey, what do, what do you drive? Just to double check. And she told him what kind of vehicle she was driving. And he said, well, you're going to have to park that around the corner, not just in like, not just down the driveway of his house, but around the corner. So he doesn't even see it because he only allows like my box and other types of Ferraris in his driveway. It was like something absurd, like something really, really absurd. Like otherwise he'll go ballistic truly. And this lady's like, okay. So my friend's like, okay. So she parks around, she drives up to his house, parks around the kind of around the corner and walks through this big gated entryway. He'll uh, security lets her in or whatever. So she walks up the driveway and she's thinking, what have I gotten myself into? Do I really want to do this? But anyway, so she walks in the door, gets greeted by this gentleman and immediately right out of the gate, he says, well, I can't believe they sent you to help me. And she's like, well, what do you mean? And he's like, well, you kind of have the look of my third wife and I've been married four times and clearly I didn't get along with my third wife. I mean, right out of the gate, not even a hello, how are you doing? (laughs) He like lays into her and she's like, okay, well, thank you. Nice to see you too. And so she, she walks in and, um, starts trying to ask him a couple of questions and he goes again to some sort of a dig about one of his other wives. And, uh, he can't believe that they would, the studio would send her cause there's no way that she'd love to help him. And, and he, she's like, well, what kind of help have you had? And he goes through this whole litany of different therapists and psychologists and things that he's done his whole life. And none of them's ever helped and the sort of thing. And he doesn't care anyway, because he really doesn't like his neighbors. He's going to be moving away from the neighborhood because this sort of thing. And she's like, well, you have a lovely house. And he's like, Oh, this old thing, this is terrible. I mean, this whole thing. And then he had won, he'd won a British acting award as well, like a big British acting award. And she says, wow, I can't believe you have this award. And maybe he had a couple of them. And he's like, oh, that thing, that's a, that's a curse anyway. Once you win one of those, they expect that you're going to win one of those every time you do a performance on stage or in the studio or whatever. (laughs) So she just was really striking out with them right in the first 15 minutes. And she turns around to him and she says, you know what? I think I know what your problem is. And he's like, what, what is my problem? And she says, you don't think you're enough. And he looks at her and a big, big tear wells up and drips down the side of his cheek, big tear. And then another one out the other eye. She's thinking, wow, I I hit something here. He says, you really think that's my problem? Anyway, this lady says, yeah, yes, I I do. I really, really, truly think that's your problem. And you know what? The good thing about this is we can fix this. We can absolutely fix this. And so she says, tell me more about your life. Tell me about growing up. And so she tells, he he goes on to tell her about his childhood and that he, his mom had to, they were really, really poor and his mom had to work pretty much every night. His dad was a construction worker. And so he had to fix his dad dinner every night, like a big construction workers dinner every night from a really young age, from as as early as he can remember. And she says, well, 
did you, did you guys eat at the table together? You know, did you eat together? And he says, no, my dad would have rather fed the dog that portion of the dinner than to let me sit at the table and eat with him. Wow. So she says, I know, right. That's just like heart wrenching. But this, this, my friend goes on and she's like, well, there you go. Here's the thing. You're never going to hear from your dad that you're enough, but I'm going to tell you that you are enough. And they go through, obviously she has some, um, other techniques and things in her tool bag on this sort of thing. But she says, well, you've got, since you've had so many ex-wives, I'm imagining you've got some lipstick around here somewhere, right? And he's like, yeah. He's like, she says, we're going to write, I am enough on every single one of your bathroom mirrors. Mm. And we are going to write, I am enough on sticky notes. And I want you to take them and put them in the car with you. And here, give me your phone and let's change the password on your phone to I am enough. And so they do that. And she finishes her session and uh, sees him six, I think six weeks or so, six weeks later out of the corner of her eye, she, she pulls up on the studio lot. He didn't walk off and <laughs> she sees this guy, like sort of like unbuckling his pants and like sort of running over to her. She, and she's thinking, where's security? Is somebody going to flash me in the midday, midday? What's going on here? Anyway. So it's the guy and he, he runs up to her and he's like, check this out. I've just lost, I've lost 15 pounds. I didn't do anything. And I'm happy for the first time in my life. I'm happy. I started dating a regular lady. She's a hairdresser and we're having a ball. And it's all because the only thing I changed in my life, the only thing I did is I, I read this, I listened to it. I looked at it every single day. I'm enough over and over and over again. And it is extraordinarily changing my life. So fast forward three years from all of this. Um, and she gets a call from him. He is out fishing, like some sort of exotic fishing trip. And he says, you'll never guess where I am. And she's like, where are you? And he says, I'm on a fishing trip with this lady that I started dating, who is the hairdresser that they're married now. And I'm having the time of my life. And I'm going to tell you, it's all because the I am enough statement that you gave me and how we did that work together that has that has profoundly changed my life. Well, it's interesting profoundly. because I can tell you that um, I never, I, I, it's not that I, I can't hear that enough, even personally. And I tell women no. that all the time that I coach and that are in my class and on my posts and my group and things to encourage women is, you know, when they, when they post about, you know, I failed at this today, or I'm really struggling with this, or I'm doing this for work, but I'm failing here in my family. And I just want them to normalize their experience and normalize those feelings of failure, because we have such a perfection world, like our, Mm -hmm. you know, nobody puts the picture on Instagram, the first selfie they took, they put the 20th one. Right. So like everything that we see is perfect. And we just create this illusion in our mind that somehow we're so far away from that. But I agree. If you can't hear the words, I am enough enough, even personally to yourself, you know, um, and just having those positive affirmations and those positive talks are so powerful with to, and the way you, we speak to ourselves. I always say the most important person you talk to every day is you like the, the monologue that you tell yourself is so powerful and affects everybody around you. But I just want to thank you so much for coming on the show today because <laughs> man, we, you and I could sit here and talk for like three hours on we this. We could, it would be super fun. <laughs> it would Absolutely. be awesome. And so tell us how, if a listener's listening and they're like, they want to find out about your podcast and your classes and they want to follow you and they want to learn more about the laws of the mind, how can a listener find you? 
You know what? The very best way to find me, two different ways, uh, would be Food Success in Life or FSLmodern.com. FSLmodern.com has everything on it, has our blog, has our um, all of our different offerings that we have, has the new stuff that we're coming out with, which is really exciting, and it has information about the podcast. Or you can go to any any uh, – you can hit Apple iTunes. You can hit Stitcher Radio. You can go to the Google Play Store, and you can search – food success and life for the modern woman and you'll be able to find us there for sure i love it thank you so much for coming on the show and if you're listening and you're out there and you're feeling just less than you're feeling like you're not smart enough you're not skinny enough you're not pretty enough you're not fun enough you're not positive enough or whatever jennifer and i both want to tell you today that you are enough and as always live brave Absolutely. Thanks. This has been an HSG production.